Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. Alright, 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 welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Thank you for taking the time out of your day, out of your life, to join us in this conversation, this philosophical view of what it is to actually be a human being. I've had a heck of a week. I'm still finishing up the edits on this new parenting book, and it's not really a parenting book, it's a book about what it is to actually be a parent, and the struggles with that, like, like, why is it, what are our fundamental concerns about being a parent, what are we really out to get done, and what's in the way, and there's a lot, as you can imagine, that's in the way, but I've been, you know, scooting around this last few months, right, I've been kind of going between London and the U.S., and London and the US and London. So there's been a lot of movement, but it's given me plenty of time to think as I'm standing in the airport watching humanity do its thing. And there's been a subject that I've touched on this, right? But I wanted to take a deeper dive into it, into the idea of who are you? <clears throat> like, who are you? And you know, in our lives, I think if you ask someone who they are, I think they'll give you their brief rundown of that. Some people might focus on, like, what they do when you ask them who they are. Other people will give you some, like, personal attributes or traits. Some others, again, will talk about their values, right, or, like, their role in life, right, be it a parent or, you know, a business owner or something. <clears throat> but when I ask you, who are you? I really, I really invite people to get to the core of, no, but who the heck are you? You see, the you that you talk about, the you that makes his way through this life, the you that has friends or not, or a career or not, or a body like yours or not, that you is not you. You'll hear me say this phrase <clears throat> frequently. <clears throat> it's in the books. It's, you'll hear it here on the podcast. <clears throat> when I talk about the you that you've become. The you that you've become. 
which is in fact not you. That's the you you've become accustomed to. You're accustomed to being this version of yourself. This version. Certain behaviors, thoughts, emotions, characteristics, reactions. That's the you you've become. Which is, you know, I feel as if at times I'm like banging the door down of this thing called authenticity. And I've and I've done podcasts on this before. People think authenticity has got something to do with speaking your mind, which fuck me. Anyway, that's not it. <clears throat> but if you ask somebody, who are you authentically? It's everything that's there when everything that's already there is absent. It's everything that's there when everything that's already there is absent. It's what's behind what's already there. And like I said, what's already there is your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, your behaviors, your reactions, your moods, your outlook, your... Like that. All of that is like a screen. All of that's a screen. What you wake up into every day, what's automatically there in the morning is you make you wake up and you go into your life and you're kind of like, it's almost like you clock in again. You clock in with your old self. And then you just go ahead and do your shift. And you clock out at the end of the day and you go to sleep. And then you have the dreams about your shift. And you wake up again in the morning, you clock in. Now, I don't mean you clock into your fucking job. I don't mean you clock into your role or your duties. I mean you clock into that sense of self that you've become accustomed to. And this is that, that thing, that thing that you clock into. When that thing's shouting and screaming, that's what people say. Oh, yeah, I'm just being authentic. Just being myself. No, you're fucking not. You're being a character. I mean, think of it that way. Think of it like a play or a fucking movie or a TV show. You're you're an actor and a fucking bad one. And you're living the life of that actor. Married, not married, kids, no kids, career, no career, business owner, independent, all that fucking shit. It's all just a bad production. There's there's no you there. There's no you there. There's just the reactions that the you you've become would have. So therefore, there's no real thinking. There's no real interruption. We're left with the best we can hope for is do differently than I did yesterday when I clocked in. That's the best we can hope for. Or do the opposite, which is, you know, how I ended up in this conversation, because that's how most people parent. Most people parent trying to replicate their parents or do the opposite. Replicate your parents or do the opposite of your parents, which is exactly what your children will do. So they'll either replicate you or do the opposite of you. And the opposite of you is what your parents did. Ding, 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 ding. Ring any bells yet? So there's no authentic expression, sense of self. 
I assert, right, this is what I believe to be true. I don't think you can truly transform your life until you're absolutely fucking peg sick of self. Like sick of it. Like I'm fucking sick of every time it opens its mouth. Every time it professes a belief or an opinion or a judgment or a like I'm sick of the noise. What noise? The noise that I, or at least the I have come to believe I am, that I, I'm sick of the noise it makes. I'm sick of its resentments. I'm sick of its regrets. I'm sick of its fucking guilt. And I'm sick of its shame. And I'm sick of its lethargy. And I'm sick of its hopelessness and despondency and anger. And blame, I'm sick of it. Then, then you have a shot. Because only then do you see who the real enemy is. The enemy, right? And this isn't something I want you to get into a fight with. I want you to fight the enemy. I want you to recognize who's been kicking your fucking ass all this time. Is the you you've become. I've mentioned this in other books. The, the, the ocean of fucking self-help stuff that's out there, self-development work, is to make that you better. <laughs> when in reality, it just needs to fucking go. You need to create from nothing against the background of nothing. And the nothingness of the universe, you have to create who you are. Like a creation, intended to and created masterfully. Like the architect you really are, by the way. Underneath all that shit, that's what human beings have, is this profound ability to create themselves. I mean, this all sounds fucking good, right? Like I create myself, yeah. So then what is the real battle then if it's the, the other things, the enemy, the, the me that I've become is the enemy. The real battle is recognizing choice moment by moment by moment in your life. That you have a choice to be who you say you are or who you've become. That's the choice. Every fucking waking moment. Who I say I am or who I've become. You see, this is why I say... The greatest thing you'll ever have is this thing called choice. You'll have choice. What I want you to know is that the vast majority of people live with no choice. At least they have no experience of choosing. Of choosing what? Of choosing who they are. Of choosing what their life's about. Of choosing the direction. Of choosing their experience of self. And that's what all of this work gives you. It gives you an opportunity to choose something else, to choose another direction, to choose another kind of you, the kind of you that you've created, that comes from your imagination. And, you know, some people might go, choice, is that it? Fuck me. Yeah, that is it. Like that every day is a series of crossroads, a series of moments to do the typical, usual bullshit or strike a blow for something new. That's your choice. It's your choice this morning or this afternoon or whatever the fuck it is where you are. That's your choice.
And look, I understand when when you look at your life right now and you look around you and you see the fucking shit pile that you've created, the one you're in. How, Gary, how can I strike a blow for something now when I look at the responsibility, the accountability, all that I've built, all that I'm now burdened by, that I'm looking ahead to some new direction? I can't take that. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Because the alternative is a sham, a pretend life, a life that's not really you. And this is what people bump up against, by the way, when they look at their life and they're like, I don't even know, you know, to quote the fucking famous song, how did I get here? Because you've been following the dreams of a fucking shadow, of a, of a, of a make-believe you, of the you that you've become. This is why it grinds my fucking gears when people say I'm working on it. I'm like, working on what? Working on what? What are you working on? Pivot, turn, move. That's what needs to happen. Move in the direction of your created you, of the you you say you are, not the one you feel you are. Because that's where the power is. That's where the sense of direction comes from. That's where the whole notion of integrity resides. And you honoring who you say you are after a lifetime of just following your fucking feelings, which are all there automatically now anyway, as you clock in, clock in, clock in, clock in, clock in, clock in, and then you fucking die. And yeah, that might sound harsh, but that's how it rolls. A life of your creation, a life of your vision, of the alternative. Is that scary and intimidating and uncertain? And Well, maybe, maybe for the person you've become, it's scary. It's not scary for future self. It's the game. For your created self. It's only scary for the past. The future, no fear resides there. It's all opportunity. I'm going to say all opportunity. Does that mean everything's going to go fucking perfect? No. It never does. It's not about the best direction. It's about the one that just fucking lights you up. And you get to embrace all of that. The good, the bad, the ugly, the fucking indifferent. But like I said, the alternative is one. Get up tomorrow morning, clock in, think about it. This is your time, my friends. This week's episode. This week's episode is the episode where you just fucking look at yourself in the mirror and you say, that's it, I'm fucking done with this shit. It's time for something new. A new life. A new direction. All right, we're going to take a quick break, okay? And in this break, you know, you can listen to the little commercial that's coming up, of course. But you can also ponder what I've just talked about. But don't forget, this is the, we're coming into the giving season, right? The books are out there. If there's any books you can want to buy for yourself as a nice gift, you got to get yourself a book. Don't forget the new um, planner is out. 
It's available on Amazon. I'm sure it's other places too. And the desktop calendars are out, and they're a fucking bestseller, by the way. The people who make those calendars think I'm awesome. So I'm happy to oblige, right? So the calendar is out uh, right now and available for you to give us a gift. And I always feel as if anything that says like something like unfuck yourself or stop doing that shit or love unfucked or whatever, you give that as a gift. I think it's a little bit of a wake-up call to the person you're giving it to, whether they freaking read it or not. Anyhow, we're going to take a little break. That's our shameless plug for the week. And we'll be right back after this. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag. A watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome back. I had three questions this week, okay? Come at me. And they're all roughly about the same thing. And given, like, the book that's most recent is Love Unfucked. And it was obvious to me that the person, the people who were sending me these messages hadn't read that book, which is okay. You know, you got to do what you got to fucking do. But I'm telling you, this happens frequently. Like, I can usually tell what books people have read by the problem they've got in their life, because usually there's like it's, it's addressed indirectly or directly in one of those books. But this question is about, and it came from three different people, so I'm just going to give you give you like a brief synopsis of the world that all three people are in. Right, uh, two were ladies, and one was a gentleman. Okay, and but they were all dealing with the same thing. Like they got married. Various years ago, right, ranging from, I think, seven years all the way through to 20 years. And they're all in the same world. That is, they seemingly have the perfect life and they look at their life. And they've just all recently had some kind of comment from their partner that maybe this ain't it anymore. One of the people involved has children, the other two do not. And all three rocked to the core. Rocked to the core. Like, where did it go wrong? You know, we worked hard. We were partners. We were in this together. But they all report the same thing. Like, somehow, they got distracted from the partnership. From what actually made it work. See, we, we lose sight of what brought us together because we think it's some kind of fucking magic juju beans. And it's not. At the beginning of a relationship, believe it or not, you are working on it. What are you working on? You're working on creating it, making it a certain way. 
presenting a certain you and a certain direction. And what makes relationships so inspiring at the beginning is that there's a future. You might not have all that future worked out. Your partner might not have all that future worked out, but it just seems fucking brighter. It just seems better. Therefore, being together just feels so fucking enlivening. So empowering because shit, I don't know what this future is, but I know it's going to be fucking good. And then for some of you, you get there. You make it. You get to the future. There's cars in it and and a house or two and vacations and fucking Gucci shoes and little Johnny or Emily or Samantha or whatever the fuck. Two dogs. Sniffy and scratchy. That neighborhood, the friends across the street. The concerts that you still go to. Occasionally. Thanksgiving at parents. New clothes, new life, new direction. It's all here. And yet, one of you, or sometimes both of you, are flat as a fucking pancake. Disillusioned, depressed, suppressed, anxious, angry, worried. Is this it? Is this it? Is this all? It's a little wonder people get fucking panicked. How do we get to that point? Well, we get to that point because now in your relationship, there's no future. Nothing got created. There's nothing there to call you forward. There's no brightness. It's a flat line. It's the same fucking shit and then you die. And that's on you. It's on both of you. But there's nothing new being created for the future. If there's nothing to go for, human beings combust. All human beings need something to go for. Something to enliven them. Don't say to that as if you're just doing that automatically, it's unfulfilling. But if you do it like a conscious, created phenomenon, it's enlivening. It empowers you. So to all of those who sent me an email on this subject this week, you have the relationship that you've ended up with. What made it so inspiring once upon a time was that there was that relationship was still being explored and discovered and created, but not now. So how do you fix this fucking shit show? You have to create. There has to be some game afoot. It has to be about something greater than paying the bills and going on vacation. And what I would let you know that in my relationship to my wife, and we've been together an awful long fucking time, longer than some of you have been alive, and we're still creating it. Do we always feel like creating it? Fuck no. It's been a long time now. Same face. Same body. Although mine's fucking changing. But anyway, this is a game that needs constant tending, constant creating, constant uplifting. It requires that. Because in the absence of that, all that is is just your default self and a small 
echoey little world of survival. You know, I told you earlier, you know, I've been spending time between London and the US these last few months. It's not for work. <laughs> and I've been working. It's a game that my wife and I have created with her family. We're creating this. This is what we're up to. It inspires us, it enlivens us, it brings us closer. Now, I'm not saying everybody can fucking do that. I know it. But I've been playing these kind of games with my partner for as long as we've known each other. At the beginning, we didn't realize it was games we were playing. We're playing the game of travel and playing the game of intimacy and playing the game of connection and passion. But after we realized like, oh shit, this needs something from us. What needs something? This relationship. There are three elements at play here. There's me, there's her, and there's this thing. What thing? The relationship. That's the thing that needs tending. It's not her that needs tending. It's not me that needs tending. It's this thing, this bond, this world that exists between us. And if it's not being tended, it'll die. And it'll be left with just you and another person and nothing to keep either of you interested. But what if they won't tend it? Well, what if they won't? Can you? Can you tend it? If you look at what you want in a relationship, are you putting that in? Not like, are you giving them what they need so that you think they'll be better with you? I mean, this thing called a relationship. Are you tending that world? Are you feeding that world? Are you nurturing that world? Or have you been distracted by something else? Maybe they have been distracted by something else. But any road back begins with like fucking everything I talk about, honesty. Get your cards on the table. What's the truth about us to this point? The real truth, because anything you don't say or they don't say won't go anywhere. And it means anything you create between you both will be tainted by what's in the unsaid and unspoken. Everything needs to be on the fucking table. But it begins with the truth. But the truth about yourself. You know, I've been disinterested. I've been distracted. I've been tempted. So who have you been? in this relationship and give them an opportunity to say the same and take the consequences off the table because the game is honesty. Because if there is some bullshit afoot, if there's something going on, then it's better out than in. At least then you got some honesty and some terms to come to. But you cannot create anything now without a clarity. And that's where it all begins. You need the truth. You need clarity. You need a future that inspires you both and, a, and an agreement to bind you to it. An agreement between you both and a, an agreement that you both have with yourself about your relationship to this new created future. Read the book. It'll explain it all. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. Have a fucking brilliant week. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.